Welcome in to another edition of the Tevin the Keg Podcast, episode 468. Mitch, on the other side of the Zoom, producer Lil sitting right by me. I'm here, Charlie, I'm your host, and Mitch, my co-host. How's everybody doing? Hopefully we are all well. Um, it's the quietest week in sports, but it is the one-year anniversary of Bucks Championship yesterday. We're taping on the anniversary day. We're going to talk a lot about championship windows. Um, we are going to chat a little bit about Brewer expectations for the second half. We're going to let Mitch get in his feels like I did on yesterday's show to start. But before we do all of that, let's check in on our boy. What's up, dude? How you doing? Doing well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to add other than just, uh, you know, it was a good day to listen to sports radio in Milwaukee for sure. All day long, um, all the reminiscing, a lot of uh, audio from a year ago being played back on on my station, and you know some highlights from that would have been uh, Toby Altizer went went around after the game after they clinched and just got like man on the street sound, and um, he did a really good job with that, and it was cool to just hear people like, you know, I'm sure there was a ton of editing that went into that, but. Uh, just here to hear people have coherent thoughts about um, what, you know, we went through as Bucks fans and how great it is for the city and yada, yada, yada. Just was just was cool to hear. So, I mean, um, pretty much good vibes all the way around right now. Um, you know, and it, it's an ideal time with, you know, the all-star break. And, you know, every year we can pretty much relive it this week if we, if we so choose because um, it's probably going to fall at or around the all-star break. So, uh, the anniversary every year. So yeah, I always got that feather in our cap. Yeah. And that's kind of the crazy part, like originally, and you know, it would sort of sparked my original topic was probably earlier this week, probably even late last week. I was sort of like, you know what? It's kind of lame to be doing this sort of celebration. I'll admit, like, don't, no one flame me for it, but I thought it was kind of lame to, like, do the whole, like, you know, watch it at the Cooperage or watch it at the Deer District, all this stuff. So I was like, you know, you got to move on. Um, but then I was like, you know, one year, you should at least have a year window to celebrate. And then at the same point, because it's in the time of year that it is, it doesn't feel as lame. Because if they were doing this, like, let's say they clinched, let's just say June the 20th, right? Yeah. I, we're, did the war, I think the Warriors at that point had probably had won the series, but that would just be off the heels of the Warriors winning the, the series, and that might look cringy, right? Yeah, I mean, it would have been hard to – it would have been uh, – I, I don't know. I mean, I guess what you're trying to say is that it's lame because it would have been right after – like, let's I'm say not the saying day, it would like be lame. Day. I'm just saying it may be awkward. Like, I think you'd still have it. I think that memory lasts forever. That flag flies forever, right? That that you'll always have that in your memory yeah, bank. That, that's, never, that's, kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't think it's lame at all. I mean, we we celebrate the 82 Brewers like it's fucking, you know, um, like, 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 they, like they went to space and killed a bunch of, you know, aliens or something and came back home and we have a parade for them, even though even though even though they lost the World Series. So uh, I mean, I I guess yeah, at some point you're gonna have to stop. You know, I, I think a one year is good to look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember. I mean, and probably after this, in a way, it does put you know more closure to the situation in a way, just because you know you're year out and maybe it's time to. You know, and we're going to get into it because we're going to talk about championship windows. But, I mean, you know, yeah, so eventually you're going to have to move on. It's going to be natural. And I think I think I largely did already, but it was it just was cool, like a reminder. Oh, totally. And again, I'm not obviously, trying... it, obviously, it's a content pick-me-up, so. Totally. Um, and I'm not trying to shit on any of it. Like I said, that was originally my thought. And then I was like, all right, you know what? First of all, it's like it didn't happen – at in June, so we were able to not necessarily. We've already coped with the loss with Boston, right? Like, take the Packers, for example. 
the last team that won the championship. Packers won the title, I think it was late January, early February, you know, one of those days. And when we, and they were celebrating the anniversary, the one year anniversary of the Packers beating the Steelers, people were still licking their wounds over the fact that a 15 and one team lost in the first round to the New York Giants, or second round to the New York Giants first playoff game. Right. Yeah. Like that memory was still extremely fresh. And I think because now it's been, I think it was about two months now since game seven against Boston, it's, it's over. We don't, we're yeah. not, you know, we've moved on. Boston didn't win the title, which kind of heals that wound a little bit more, right? Like they got to the finals, which I do agree sometimes it makes it feel better in a weird way. Cause it's like, all right, we lost to the best team. And weirdly that has happened to the Brewers in all of their playoff losses. It's fucking unbelievable in a weird way, but it continues to happen to the Brewers, um, which is odd. But that's here and or there. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's, it's, a diff, it's a great thing that will always be there. And I think if the Bucks don't win any more titles, it'll be celebrated like the 82 Brewers 10 years, 20 years down the road. It will be forever remembered. But if they don't win titles soon, I think there will be people like, well, we can't just hold on to 2001 or 2021. That's not all that we can have available to us. So that brings us to our championship windows, unless you had any, any more memories to add before, uh, before we head into window conversation. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just thought I would talk about, I mean, when you, when you sent out the, uh, the review from after game yeah. six, that just like was pretty awesome. Um, and I, I put it on my Instagram story and I just said like, I just said, you know, because, like, I, I probably literally had two or three beers during the game just because, I mean, it was so hard to get a, to get a beer. I mean, there were so many yes. people. It was next to impossible right. to get a beer. And But I said I, I had probably had two or three beers, but I was definitely blacked out when, that, when the game ended because it was like, you know, obviously that's the great thing about being a human being is your emotions can – can really affect you, I guess. And it was just like, you know, I barely remember celebrating hardly, you know, cause you're like, you're, you're on such adrenaline and like, you know, just an emotional high that you, you just, you, you almost, I mean, I don't know. I, I should probably go back and watch the full game and just, if I could ever find it somewhere. I mean, I don't have. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could look at, NBA TV or something like that could have uh, sure. could have it available to you. I would say that they they have aired it, but they don't air the full. I mean, they they air most oh. of it, but there's the commercials are weird and stuff like that. So, I but I mean, just 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 to watch some of the celebrations again and stuff. And I guess I I have um, some of it's been popping up on my YouTube algorithms lately, and watching the celebrations. And I watched one earlier today before we are recording here. Um, that was pretty cool because it was kind of like, man, I, I just, I don't really remember this, you know, because like when, when you're out in the sea of, you know, 70,000 people, essentially, I mean, you, you, you couldn't hear the TV. I mean, you didn't really care. You were just, you know, whooping it up more or less. And it was just, uh, you know, to see some of the celebrations and stuff and, you know, because you couldn't hear the interviews and stuff either after the game, which. I mean, you're not missing a ton probably, but it is still pretty cool to, 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 to look back and, and watch those. And, oh, um, yeah. The Pat, the Pat and Bobby reaction, Giannis, some of the stuff Giannis oh, yeah. does. And, like, it's all just – it makes you feel lucky that, A, this wasn't a one-and-done thing, right? Like, this wasn't the Marlins, right, where the Marlins win a title both times and they completely get rid of the franchise that got them there. Like, they just say, fuck it all these guys are done or even the Dallas Mavericks. People forget that, that the Dallas Mavericks, you know, won that second time. I think it was their, was their first title. I think it was their first title. And they like, I think the next year they only won like 18 games or 19 games. Like this whole Bucks team is still here. It's not the end of the road by any means. This isn't the Susan Lucci award. This is the Albert Pujols award. This is like, 
hopefully the start of something extremely special. And that maybe that adds to the reminiscing, to the nostalgia of it, because you know that this can happen again, that this is on the precipice, that if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt this year, they're probably in a dogfight with the Warriors. I think they win it, but that's just me being a naive slash biased Bucks fan, right? And yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, what I, I would say. I mean, it, it 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 probably does add to the one year anniversary, just because it's like, yeah, I mean, we could we could do this again next year very easily, and you know, let's hope so. Absolutely, and I think that gets us into the window conversation. Um, and really, we talk sometimes about windows being overrated, but it still deserves to be talked about. And it's too bad that we couldn't get Pella to sponsor this. This would be perfect for them. Um, Pella really should just sponsor every like window segment in like local radio. And that is a no brainer for Gina Della from Pella. Like anytime championship window is being brought up, like that's there. That's free marketing, by the way, for anyone listening. Anyways, um, the championship window is something that gets overrated, but it's it's still important. And the Bucks have a window right now. And I guess that window from when does Giannis, the topic of like Giannis becoming the next Aaron Rodgers, where he has one title early on and then nothing else, when does that conversation happen? Is it one year? Is it two years? Or is it more like four years? I guess from a rational fan like yourself, like me, and maybe the irrational fan and, or the national media, the Kendrick Perkins, the Skip Bayless of the world, where they start being like, well, Giannis hasn't done enough. Well, I mean, that's a really tough question, but I guess that's why it's we're little, having this I, let's just start. Let's, sorry, I, I sometimes do this to you. And no, I'm you're fine. You're absolutely I asked fine. You're to, totally I, fine. I asked, it's just, it's just, I'm just saying it. I, I, I mean, I can't put an exact number on it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fair, right? Because – there are so many things that can happen, right? Like what if Drew Holiday goes down with an injury next playoffs? So then it's like, yeah. well, the Bucks always have these excuses, but it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, we, we have a team that we know at full strength. We're really fucking good. And right. I think, I do think that the Bucks will have less pressure on them this season. Less teams will be gunning for them. And I think they're going to play better basketball in the regular season. I just think you're not going to get everybody's A-plus effort. I would recommend, I can't pick out a name, but there have been a lot of former champions on Ryan Rosillo's podcast um, where he all have NBA guys on who won championship support. One of the things that's consistent is they always mention it's really tough to play every night with a target on your back because everybody wants to beat the champs. And now the Bucs really won't have to deal with that, which is great. And I think that will lead to maybe a little bit of a looser, less tense. You'll have Brooke Lopez, hopefully, for an entire year. Um, you bring back Serge Ibaka as really good insurance. Like, that's solid. And I, I'm so happy they're running it back. And I think that keeps the window open a little bit longer because of the guy, because everybody's back. Do you agree with that or do you disagree? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that for the most part. I think that um... – you know, really the only important piece you're missing from the championship team is P.J. Tucker. And, uh, you know, I, it's hard to say whether or not they really missed him last postseason because, I mean, they, they didn't have Middleton against Boston. And, you know, P.J. Tucker, I don't think, is making nearly the impact that Chris Middleton is making. So um, it wasn't like, you know, if you had P.J. Tucker. I think I think some people tried to, to have that take, but um, quickly I think that was – deemed stupid but yeah i mean i i I think the window is is wide open right now um for the just just because every you know the bucks have what like probably 12 or 13 guys that you feel good playing every night yeah um like you know i mean again say what you want about grayson allen we'll see what happens with joe ingles i think he's more of a guy where it's like all right we just need you for the playoffs Um, and for sure, I mean, you you hope they would come, come out with, you know, uh, a renewed vigor. And I I would think that 
a little a little bit of piss in their Cheerios, as you said, one of the former podcasts talking about. <laughs> and, and they're also going to have a normal off season, which I think can't be understated enough because it's uh, or overstated enough because those dudes were, you know, so that's such a short off season. You sprinkle in the Olympics, and you know you're talking probably what a six week off season for Drew and Chris and like two months maybe for everybody else so it's like before you're you know before you're back in camp and all that probably not even and uh i mean it's just i mean and you're gonna have um obviously no COVID issues we don't hope and stuff like that because incidentally uh asking you shall receive the the game six is on nba tv right now and i'm just how how weird how, how weird it was that you know and just watching some of the highlights today too it's like how weird it was to not to not have the fans on the floor i mean yeah that's my one thing that's the one the one thing we have to fucking watch forever is yeah. the, it's gonna be like daddy daddy why is there no no fans on the on the floor and why is it why are there black tarps on the first five rows it's gonna be like wow son well son uh <laughs> there was this thing called the pandemic and we were it, it, it went it went away for a month when the bucks are making their title run and you yeah everybody known, forgot but... about it that that a mask mandate came down two weeks later in the city of milwaukee yeah. well son the delta variant was born in the deer district <laughs> that week no shit the delta variant bucks um is there the delta variant deer district or the deer district brought to you by the delta variant i think could easily easily be said but i i think it's i think it's probably i mean you got to think there's a honeymoon here for you know frankly i i will admit that uh i tend to take regular season games a little more seriously than than most yeah. but even last even last year i wasn't really there just because it was like okay i mean just make the playoffs basically get get a top three seed and they did and you know I, I know what sort of adversity they had with the short off season but I think that sort of changes for me again this year you know um and you know two last year during the regular season last season you know there was a lot of COVID issues in the in the middle part of the season and stuff and, and a lot of you know a lot of teams were decimated by that and some injury stuff and I just I hope that that stuff for the most part goes away. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to, I, I was trying to think of another, you know, one-time champion. Dirk came to mind immediately. Um, and, but it's kind of different career arcs from Giannis as much as you want to compare the two. I mean, Giannis got the one in his, you know, when he was 26, Dirk was what, probably 36 when he got one. Yeah, no. Um, and there, there really aren't good ones. Like usually, the team, these guys who are super duper stars win multiple titles. It's very rare for them not to have multiple titles. And yeah. that has been the case for the NBA. It's like, it's kind of an all or nothing, nothing thing kind of elevates you from being like a superstar to being among the elite. And Giannis is in that stratosphere and it's kind of Giannis and everybody else at this point. And I don't, think Luca can do something this year where I'm like, all right, Luca's at Giannis's level. I need to see Luca in a finals first, right? Like I can't yeah. can't do that yet. And I guess so, Luca would be if Luca were to get it done in the next year or two. Yeah. I guess it would it would be kind of, I'm not gonna say a rivalry, but it would be sort of they would they would be compared with each other for sure because then, oh it would be you the know, inter- it, 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 it's what the nba wants mitch it's an international bird bird and magic isn't it's yeah it's exactly what the nba would love if you talk to adam silver adam silver would be like yeah i'd love luca to get get a title soon so we could basically run luca Giannis marketing until until our eyes bleed, essentially yeah yeah i mean maybe um but i, I yeah i don't know I don't know what they really think about Luca. Maybe it's just me because I don't really, I don't really like Luca, and it really has nothing to do with any type of on-court rivalry. I just don't like his body language. Yeah, so, I, um, I go, I go in, I go in and out on Luca. I sometimes I'm very, very in on Luca. Sometimes I can't stand watching him play. It's like, yeah, it's like a guy who like, or it's like an artist on Spotify. I can't think of a good example of it, but where it's like. 
you like some of their music, but like every now and again, you hear one of their songs and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, you're like, what are you trying here? Like this, this sucks. That's kind of how I feel. About yeah. It. Well, our, our good friend and regular listener, Jordan Cappen's a big Luca fan. And yes. I've, I've tried to, uh, shout out to Jordan if you're listening. Yeah. I, I've, I've tried to talk some sense into him, but, um, a couple times, I think, but you know, you like what you like, I guess. Totally. Yeah, the heart wants, the heart wants what it wants. Absolutely. And, no mean, question about I mean, it. You gotta, you gotta let them be sometimes. And so, let, them, let them figure it out by themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at the Bucks roster and things like that, you have Chris Middleton for this year, a player option for next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent at age 34, 33 at, 24, at 2024. So that would yeah. put your window with Middleton two years. I would assume that they will do a deal with Middleton, maybe a three-year deal. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it, it's a deal's coming, an extension's coming. Chris is Giannis's guy now. Chris continues to have some injury stuff, which is maybe troublesome as he's getting older. But I still don't think that I wanted if they said tomorrow that we're giving Chris Middleton a three year, $75 million extension. Are you really shrugging your shoulders at that? I don't, I don't think I am. Three for seventy-five, that'd be a bargain. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's probably too low. I'm terrible with contracts. Um, it's it's a blind spot. I'll admit that. But yeah, I mean, I just think if you, I'll just let's say a three-year extension at what Middleton is. Do you think anyone's yeah. shrugging their shoulders at that? Uh, probably not. I mean, I I agree that I think it's a it's a deal that's going to get done. It's just going to be a matter of how much. Um, and I don't know. Because, I mean, there's a cap spike coming, probably. Um, There's a new TV deal that everybody thinks is coming in, like, two years or something. There's a potential. There's also a potential lockout that might be looming in 2023, 2024. There might also be expansion teams. There's a lot of fucking shit that could could happen and could impact the Bucks' window, for sure. Well, I will say that... uh, Adam Silver is not shy about discussing things with the media, no. which I, I respect. I mean, there's no point in being, being a secretive son of a bitch like Roger Goodell. Or, or, being, or being a prick like Rob Manfred, just well, answering yeah. everything. Like, in the worst possible way, like, the guy, I swear, does not have a PR team. I swear to God. It's unbelievable. I, it's, it's, I, think, I think Adam Silver's probably head and shoulders clear of the other commissioners uh, of these sports leagues. Um, you know, Gary Bettman's just a loser. Yeah. NHL. I mean, you, most people probably don't even know who that is. And, but I mean, yes, Manfred's kind of a smug prick, and Goodell is basically, I, I don't know, like he's Red China. Like we're he's fucking, an interma- international man of mystery. We're fucking a week away from training camp starting. Deshaun Watson's ruling isn't out yet. That's probably he, he basically. Right, right. That's probably that coming. Might, that, fri- that that's coming Friday afternoon, isn't it? Four thirty. Buy it. I bet. I bet you any money that shit comes out four thirty p.m. Friday, as everyone's wrapping up for the week. I would say that Goodell is obviously the NFL's product is pretty untouchable, but um, he has to. It's hard to have a lot of respect, in my opinion. This is just me. It's hard to have a lot of respect for somebody who has to basically be the meat shield for the 32 NFL owners who are some of the most powerful people in the, in the world. Um, And he just has to sort of defend them. But then again, there's there, it also works both ways with like a player, a player association um, head where like miles bridges, right? Like somebody's going to, somebody's going to have to, somebody's going to have to step up and, and talk for him. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what a union does. I mean, it's, right? He hasn't, it's like, he hasn't been signed, and he hasn't been signed. And frankly, his performance on the court would would warrant it. But nobody nobody wants to to do that right now, and he nor should they. Yeah, because he, was extended, he may go to jail. Yeah, he was extended the qualifying offer by the Charlotte Hornets, so he could obviously yeah. accept that qualifying offer, and that would be what you do going forward. But yeah, I mean, the union's going to, if Bridget, if he gets suspended for a year, which 
I think it's really likely, if not more, um, you know, that there's going to be a union head for the NBA that's going to have to defend Miles Bridges, just like a union yeah. head defending Deshaun Watson. I couldn't believe well, some of the discourse. Like, I am a white-collar guy, all right? Like, I grew up white-collar neighborhood, white-collar parents, whatever. I still understand how unions fucking work. It was incredible how many people didn't understand how unions work when that news from Deshaun came out about suing the NFL. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about um, with Bridges, you know, Trevor Bauer got a two-year suspension. Right, yeah. And, and isn't even really in trouble other right. than that. And so that's baseball, too. Right. I mean, they, they, they really they really laid the hammer on him. So, you know, the NBA is, you know, very progressive. And, you know, Adam Silver seems very progressive. I mean, Donald Sterling, that was his first big decision as commissioner, basically. Big and old Matt Johnson. What has he done? Now, um, make no mistake about it. They wanted Donald Sterling gone probably from day one. So. Yeah, just like, they, just like they would love to have Robert Sar- Sarver out of there, right? Like... Probably. They're looking for every detail for Robert Server to try to get him out of it, you know. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, man. I I think the Bucks are going to have a healthy window. I think the Middleton signing is obviously one. I don't think well, that's going to be that's going to be very important to totally. So, and you I don't know, think, the, oh god, I would say just to the future and, and the window because yeah, without and him, I, don't, I mean. You, you watch how, how great he was in the 2021 playoffs. I guess it's the, it's the biggest what if from last year. Oh. And um, I think it's very important to what we do now. Yes, the injuries are, but I mean, he got him for at least this year. I don't know. I don't have any feel for whether he's going to take the player option. Uh, I doubt it. I guess for the buck's sake, you probably wouldn't want him to. No. No, honestly, you'd want you'd want to work on a deal where you could take down his contract and then push it off, kind of Packers esque, right? Well, just yeah, extend it. I mean, yeah. try to try to instead of like, Lord knows what his player option is. It's probably thirty nine million or something. Uh, I can tell yeah. you actually, Mitch, it's forty point three million. Yikes! So yeah, if you if you could get that closer to thirty per year, yeah, that'd be nice, right? Um, I, you know, three to I mean, ninety. Yeah, and, and Drew has won the following year um, in 2024 to 2025 for $37 million at age 34. Now, with the way I think we've seen Chris Paul and other point guards sort of stay in their prime, I still think I might even be okay extending Drew Holiday if he doesn't show signs that his speed goes away. If that defense is still there, it's hard for me to be like, all right, yeah, we need to move on from Drew Holiday. Yeah. It's old. Though. Yeah, I know. I, 30, I agree. An unrestricted free agent at 25 is 2025 is old. Like, just straight up. Like, that's that's there. But, like, at the end of the day, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo on a player option until 2025 and 2026, which gives you, you know, two, three more years of this and then one more and then a player option. You hope to pray that Giannis, you know, as he said, everything that he needs to do and he's going to be a buck for life, but you never know. You yeah. Never, and, and you never know. So. In terms of champion, in, in terms of uh, the noise getting louder, I think you'd probably see the national media types probably start to cover that a little bit when he gets to like the last year under the guaranteed contract. So yeah, probably 24, 25 for sure. Yeah, so in two years, if they haven't been back there, it hasn't looked good. Um, you know, you, you had no excuses type thing. Now, if one of the guys is hurt, then, yeah, I mean, then you have some excuses. But, you know, if you just get your ass kicked, you know, then the national media will start up again. But he does have the one in his back pocket, so maybe maybe they won't. I, I don't know. It, it's so hard, like, and that's what I was thinking about, too, when we first started the, the, the discussion was, I mean, you know, again, we talk about this all the time, the social media era and the viral video era and the talking head era where everybody's got a fucking platform. And, you know, a lot of these guys didn't have to deal with that. Right. You know, your Charles, no, your Charles Barkley's, 
Rodgers didn't have to deal with that even in 2010. Like Twitter right. was just Not barely really. there. Like when they lost there in 2011, it was a big deal, but it wasn't a, like, could you imagine the 2014 loss for the Packers in like today's era? That would got memed. That would have got like it would have just been. It was kind of bad, but like it wasn't. I think to the severity that we would have seen in today's in today's world. Yeah, probably not. So I mean, that's that's just you know, it's hard to really put a put a yeah. number on. Oh, you're right. How long is the champ? How long is the championship window? You know, how long can you hang on to a championship? Because we're in such a what have you done for me lately? You know, time. And I feel like I've been saying that my whole life, but I feel like it's more true now just with social media. No, and, no it's more um, true than ever. You're spot on. I, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes is getting it, right? Like, Patrick Mahomes yeah. fucking – okay. Well, Mahomes, Mahomes would be a pretty decent be decent comparison right? if we want to cross sports. Totally. Like, he won a Super Bowl, gets back there the next year, they get their asses handed to him, which would be the equivalent of, like, if Giannis did get there with against the Warriors, but they lost got, like four to one, got swept. Or, yeah, yeah. I probably get swept. It was that it was that significant of a of a beat down by the Buccaneers that it would be a sweep. And then the next year he was he loses in the Eastern Conference Finals, and now people are comparing Mahomes to Rodgers. Like my cousin's a Chiefs fan, he told me like, yeah, I said, oh. Another year, you're going to start hearing those Rodgers comparisons when I was at a wedding with them a couple weeks, months ago. And he's like, it's already started. It's already, that's already out there. People are saying that already, that he's the next Rodgers and that he's only going to win one. And I'm like, that's pretty ridiculous when he's been to the last four AFC championship games and it's two and two of those. I don't necessarily know if it's actual comparison, but we'll see. Who knows? And also too, like, Football is way harder than basketball. There's a lot more variables to get to that title game, but it all comes down to the quarterback. Well, yeah, and the and the one and done nature of, of football. I mean, it's a it's a coin flip, um, pretty much. Like like if you would ask me what what Wisconsin team would win a championship, and I could put percentages on it, I would say um, Badger football zero, um, Badger basketball less than five. Marquette basketball, probably less than five. Uh, Brewers, I'd give them 10%. Wow. Uh, and then Packers, 50-50. And Bucks, they're probably higher than that. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. of, of winning a championship in, let's say, the next five years. I think that's actually you know? a really fair handicap. I think that makes a lot of sense to me um, in terms of the handicap because I, I do think the Bucks have the easiest road. The Packers have a pretty yeah, yeah. easy NFC, but they still have that guy, Tom Brady. And as long as Tom Brady looks legit, like, I don't know. Yeah. The, and and the, the, like I said, the one and done nature. I mean, yeah. how many times over the last 10 years <laughs> were, were they fucking, well, you know, I mean, 2011, the next year after they won it, they were an amazing team and just blew it. And, um, then there was a couple of years there where they had NFC championship games, but they were all on the road. They had that excuse. We, oh, we got to get well, one at home. They also then had the defense was terrible. They gave up like they, I think before this last one, they had averaged like 34 defense that had 34 points against it in Rogers playoff losses before, uh, before the San Francisco game. So they always had that kind of baked in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they've, and now the last couple of years there, in my opinion, there have been no excuses. So, no, um, no I look, I, I was there. I was, it was bad. And yeah, it's, I think there's more pressure on the Packers, which we can talk about. Um, I'm sure on another show in August, probably a lot of pressure on the Packers. Um, I don't know if as much as last year because of just uh, the vibes are so good um, compared to what it was last year. Last year was such a clusterfuck. I mean, that's the other thing. Like we, when it, we got to that Bucks title and then we went right into Aaron Rodgers just flaming everybody on the stage and and it was a whole thing. And then that was the other circle and then there you go. And so we don't have any of that this year. There's no drama. Um, I think the big freakout will be if David Bakhtiari can't practice early on. I think there will be there'll be some flares, let's just say, uh, thrown in the yeah. air if that does happen. 
But you yeah, and, if, and if, if Christian Watson gets a couple drops in training camp, I mean. Oh, God. Yeah, that's going to be breaking news. Because you, you know that your favorite beat writer is, is probably whoever that might be. I'm not thinking of anyone in particular. Just saying in general. They're, they're, they got that, that draft loaded right now on Twitter about, you know, Christian Watson looks – Oh, if I could handicap that, I'd put it. I'd give Schneidman. I'd give Schneidman minus one twenty-five, like to write that yeah. column. Um, yeah, he's a. He, the athletic guys are typically the bigger trolls. I would say of the <laughs> of of the gang, right? With, with right. Michael Cohen and right. Um, you you don't have you don't have uh, the athletic guys retweeting what their son did in a in a middle school basketball game, but that's here and are there. Um, just something I've noticed. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, I am sure there'll be stories on that. It'll be train silly season. We'll be here that next weekend. Can't wait for it. And we, but speaking of the 10% brewers, um, they go into the second half. You had the great stat of, uh, I quoted it in the review. Um, I think I quote tweeted it 18 and 25 in their last basically six weeks. You get the Rockies in town. Rockies are a future road team. Um, they are not good on the road away from Coors Field. It seems right to start hot. Question is, will the Brewers? Um, the vibes have seemed off. Um, of course, none of the big Jays. I like them a little bit better than I did in years past, but none of the big Jays have wrote, wrote that big story of what's wrong with the Brewers. We don't really have a columnist who can come out and basically call them out. Um, that doesn't exist in our media. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the guy uh, in Philly who called out James Harden, who's like Harden's acting like he's doing some disservice by taking less money. But the fact is, this is, this is the only thing James Harden could get from the Sixers. It was a, it was awesome. Like that's big media, right? Like that's like a big market media can write that yeah. kind of story like we don't have, you have the you, you have the like the 30-year columnist guy that's been yeah. there since 1995 or whatever and yeah no we don't we don't really have that here uh right last one i can think of is like who michael hunt or something but yeah like know. but he was a he was a dickhead and like Lori nichols Lori nickel i guess is the columnist for the journal sentinel but she doesn't write really shit. yeah yeah she, um, she's, she's she's closer to like uh i mean she does a lot of features uh, and stuff like human that. In, human interest and right. stuff like yeah. that i mean yeah. not necessarily put my hammer down on uh you know whoever um shouldn't have brought up james harden because i had a take on him but that's that's uh either uh, here nor there I, i'll just i will really quickly read you the i found it that the notion that james harden's doing the six or some kind of favor here is spin nothing more says mike seleski if anything, it should be the other way around. He should be raising a glass to him, to them, not himself. Fucking awesome, man. Like, that, yeah. that's awesome. Like, we, that's the type of thing that, like, and I, like, I don't know, should I just get back in the blogging and just start criticizing the Brewers every day? Then I'm just going to be looking like a troll who lives in their basement. Or I'll look like Bart on Twitter. Like, I, you know, I, I just, like, I think there needs to be... I think that like, I just want to know what's wrong. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't have the, I don't have the capability. I don't have the sources to well, understand what's going on in that lack. I will say that the body language was pretty bad the last week. hundred percent. Um, and I guess the only thing that I could possibly theorize is that, and I don't know why this would happen, but you know, maybe they were, informed or caught wind of um you know is Stearns seriously considering trading hater or, or somebody because like I feel like that could Ooh. and obviously that, okay. came, that came out what that came out the last week yeah before, Bob Knight Gale King of that was like that was correct that was Sunday right before yeah. like so the, the week before the last game right so the whole last week I mean you know um you know, I'm just saying maybe hater or maybe something like that, that they're possibly thinking about being sellers and that can kind of deflate a clubhouse. So that's, I don't know. That's a really interesting theory. I didn't, I didn't think about that. And I think that's definitely something worth considering. 
And I think that's, it'll be interesting to see what this looks like, you know, off the all-star break. Maybe it's just everybody needed a break. Everybody was tired of each other. They needed that reset, you know, and once they get back, they're going to be feeling good. But I just, I have to see a little bit more from this baseball team. They need to try to avoid playing so many close games. Like, I like that we have a good bullpen, but you know what would be better? Winning fucking seven to three sometimes and not having to use all your bullpen arms. Well, it's funny because I was thinking, like, the game we went to against Toronto. Yeah. I mean, that was the best That was the best game of the year up to that point and and the best game since. So, yeah. Yeah, that might be the high watermark. That might. We might have seen the peak of the Brewers, and it it never will be repeated again. I don't know. It lasted it lasted like two out of three games against Toronto. Right. Peaked early. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something else, man. Like you, there's there's going to be opportunity. You have some games against the Pirates. You have some games against the Cubs. I realize it did not go your way the last time. I get it. I knew what you were going to say. But I, I, I do think, like, you have that. And then you do have, like, a stretch. I talked about it on Monday where you play the Cardinals, Dodgers, Cubs, Dodgers. Like, there you go. You want to make people believe in your team right as football's turning around the corner? There you go. There's your opportunity. And if you can do that, then I think everybody's like, all right, they can talk themselves back into the Brewers. And then they have another well, stretch. I think they had a it, – it's interesting because they had – a tough stretch in which they fared pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I, and then I've they been, fucking, they fucked it up against the Cubs and Pirates. Right. And I've kind of been hitting on that, that maybe this team just kind of doesn't, doesn't have the focus, right. That the focus isn't there and that they're just a little bit off. They kind of lack elite. They kind of lack a PJ Tucker like guy. Like one of the things that has been unfortunate yeah. is that the term like dog has gotten just abused in social media, like Michael Vick yeah. levels. Like it's just, it's done. Like, oh. you, you know, it's, I don't, that's bad. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> it's like he, like everything's like, Oh, he's got that dog. in him. Zach Wilson. Cause he's fucking milfs has that dog in him. Like, you know, yeah. but, wow. but the Brewers need some dogs. Like they don't have that guy. Who's well. just like a fucking pissing. And That's an interesting, interesting thought to maybe try to add, like an older hitter, or Lair- um, or Ramon Lariano's a psycho. He's another. He's the guy that would be that sort of. But yes, an older guy who has been been there before would also would well, also. Well, immediate. What, what Nelson Cruz comes to mind, but I yeah. don't know what he doesn't. He doesn't do a ton for me, just because you know it's, it's an it's an unfortunate situation for the Brewers where they, they don't have like somebody who's realistically attainable that, you know, fills a, a spot of need per se. Um, you know, I do, I would argue with myself that you do probably would, you know, just go get Josh Bell and figure the rest out later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have had the thought, like, maybe they go get like another pretty good starting pitcher and just kind of double down on the pitching, you know, teams have done that in the past. I feel like totally. where Absolutely. Uh, offense sucks. Like, Let's just okay. There's a good pitcher out there. He's available. I don't know Luis Castillo, for example. Oof. You know, um, that's why. You know, I like trading tra- trading within the division is is tricky sometimes. But yeah. um, watching Keston here, like, become the next generations of Scooter Gannett probably force me to take like a step into Lake Michigan. I'll tell you what will yeah. get me into the deep end of Lake Michigan in a second here. But yeah, I, I I think like speaking of Hira, I mean, I you want to think what the the final nail in the coffin for the first half of the season that really pissed the fans off was to send Kira down again when you're carrying fucking three catchers. Okay. Another conspiracy theory there. They sent body language off the hero getting sent down. Like he's a popular guy. Like, you know, it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like Like he's not doing very well. I I get it. But it's like, why are we, why are we fucking around with three catchers? Like is Victor Caratini's okay. I think but, they, I think they want to trade. I think they wanted to trade Severino. That's what I think it is. Like, I think they wanted to show off Severino and see if they could maybe get a reliever out of the deal. I, I think no that, that. He, he can't, he can't put, he's not postseason eligible. So you're going to, you're not going to get anything from right. 
uh, anyone really for yeah, him. That's a good point. Might as well just DFA the guy. Like, that's, yeah, if he's not postseason right. eligible, like, you might as well just eat the contract and go. Like, that's, that's like, I feel call. like he's been, he has a decent bat when he's played, but what does he have? 10 at bat? Right. Back? Yeah. That's yeah. I, I uh, yeah, it's, there's just a lot there that just is not making a ton of sense. I mean, I think, I think really where you leave it with is like, I think you just want the puzzle pieces to come together. You just want to see like everything take shape. Like if that means the Brewers are a bad baseball team. All right. Maybe they are. Maybe it's just, they play in a Fugazi division. They'll win 83 or 84 games. And that's it. Wow. Or, or they're, they're actually pretty good. And this last six weeks was a blip on the radar. And they come into September as one of the hotter teams in baseball. But I will tell you. Well, that's, that's the hope. Right. That's, but that's like both ends of the spectrum. And then in the middle is 90, 91 wins, which I think a lot of people are expecting. But I will tell you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I am fully expecting, you know, 87 wins, 85, 86, 87, mainly because, you know, and, and they, they may sneak into that last wild card or maybe win the division. They're probably going to have to win the division. Right. Yeah, the Phillies, the Phillies are right there. The Phillies are, are, have kind of figured it out. They'll get Bryce Harper back likely in the middle of August. Like, they're, I think the Phillies are more likely to have that last wild card spot than the Brewers or Cardinals. And what would make me take a canoe out to Lake Michigan and just capsize would be if the Cardinals trade for Watt Soda. Um, that, that's well, terrifying. They, I will say this, I hadn't thought about that, but I've probably said it to you before on the podcast and otherwise the Cardinals are very strategic with their, uh, yes. you know, with their assets and they always have a good farm system. Right. They, I'm, I'm can guarantee they have the, the prospects to get it done. Yep. Um, Nolan Gorman, and, Libertor, Yapes, uh, that's just like guys who are bigly ready. I'm sure they have other guys in the farm system. I don't even. Oh, uh, they also uh, have the kid Jordan Walker, who's like a top ten prospect as well. Right. He's playing in the futures game. Yeah. Um. I never, I never heard of him, but I was like, oh wow, Cardinals got another, right. you know, another, another, another third base star. Right. Just fuck um, me, right? Like, should well, be the Brewers, wearing this guy. The Brewers don't draft third base. We only, we only draft five nine shortstops. That's all we do. So, um, and just and then make them play for space when they get up to the, um, when they get up to the majors. But, uh, yeah, what was I going to say now? Uh, you right. got me all fired up. Uh, Cardinals and their assets. Oh yeah. Like the, the Cardinals and their, yeah. Now that's what I was going to say. I, I am, I know that the, uh, ESPN people want it real, real bad because we don't get stuff like this with baseball. No. But frankly, I, I'd be shocked if he got traded this year. I'd be yeah. shocked. I don't know. Buster only seems to think it's going to happen in the next 15 days. Well, again, again, it's, it's, it's in his best interest to say that. I, mean, I will say, and, I will say I've been, so we're at, you and I both will be at a bachelor party next week in Boston. I, yeah. we, we were together when Andrew Luck retired at a bachelor party too. So like, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that a big thing happens while we're at a bachelor party. Well, I had the thought that the, um, the, the the news breaking about Juan Soto rejecting the offer was a little bit strategically convenient from the media to put that out there right before the All Star break. Oh man, the um, tampering! The tampering would have made anyone at the NBA blush. I mean, Jesus Christ, it was crazy. Well, I'm, well, I'm just saying that bus that uh, Ken Rosenthal broke that right. Uh huh. I'm guessing he's probably known that for a while. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I mean, see, you know, when you're a next level thinker like myself and when it comes with stupid stuff like sports media, you, you realize you're starting to realize that all this shit, you know, kind of is too convenient. Like, right. He probably could have broke that any other time. Could have waited till, you know, the second half of the season or, you know, the week before the trade deadline, but he, he did it when things are about to be slow. Baseball is going to have the all-star break. Uh, we need a, we need a hot headline, a hot story. You know, again, stuff that baseball doesn't really isn't really used to. Um, so good for them for being 
able to, but again, it's not necessarily because of the product on the field. It's because of the potential player movement. Um, but yeah, anyway, the Cardinals, I could see the Cardinals doing that, honestly. And, and they, they don't have to pay him for two years. Um, so. Right. We can move can on. Work off Goldschmidt's contract. He's 35. I have, I wouldn't have, I don't even want to look at it. I don't even really want to comprehend it possibly happening. Um, I think, I think they're, I, it'll, it would be an interesting discussion. Um, I don't ever want to listen to a Cardinals podcast, but like, would you rather have like Luis Castillo or Frankie Montes over Soto? I think you say Soto, but man, their pitching staff is not a world series pitching staff. In, this country, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, they, they realistically, you'd probably have Frankie Montes. I forgot about him too. Yeah. Brewers can maybe sneak in on that if they want, but they, you know, Montas is probably the number one name yeah. available right now. So right. And he's pitching Brewers. he's pitching tonight. So like his shoulder problem is fine, you know. So it's not like that's not a big deal. As long as he doesn't like that would actually be kind of funny for the A's because they're just such a fucking disaster of a franchise. If Montas's shoulder acts up again and he's like, I can't get traded, like, oh sorry, A's. Can't get get rid of this guy. Darn. Shoot. You know, it's well, like I mean, the A's would honestly be a perfect place for Keston Hira. Totally. I mean, where, 100%. where you have, it's a fresh start. You have zero expectations. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know, you know, like, would they just do Hira for Lariano or would they need, I'm sure they would need a little something else, but like, would that be a realistic deal that the A's would look at and say, all right, we're going to do it. Now is Lariano, so Lariano had a PED suspension too. I don't think he's banned for the postseason. That was, I think that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And extended into, he he missed like the first month of the season. Um, so, but great defensive center fielder, has a little bit of pop in his bat. Not exactly like at Josh Bell's level of contact, but he would do things that would help out. The so we'll see. Um, it's a name I, I like, but yeah, man, it's be It'll be interesting. We'll be back at it with the Rockies on on Friday. Uh, Corbin Burns in the mound, so that's nice. The rare four-game series with Monday being the finisher uh, with the Rockies. You don't see that often. I felt like yeah. you used to see that a lot. Now you kind of don't anymore. Yeah, I don't know. They, they probably do more. Surprised they didn't just do Thursday through, but I am also – I also hate that when they do that because – you know, it's really not an all-star break then when it's three days off. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think it's, I think they're playing a couple more Thursday games to fit in some of those games that were missed because of the, like, the six-day break. Like, the yeah. Astros and Yankees are playing a doubleheader tomorrow, which is kind of awesome, or today. And I think the A's are playing a doubleheader tomorrow. And I think, like, there are only a couple that are, like, actual four-game series. Like, the Dodgers and Giants are playing a four-gamer. But I don't, you know, the rival, it's like, uh, it, it's, that's not a lot of travel, right? Like it's, you know, it should be okay. So I don't know, man, we'll see what happens. It should be a fun, I think it's going to be a really fun baseball season. Um, just so many big teams and so many big names that'll be involved. This is kind of a big moment for baseball in a lot of, a lot of ways. And, and I, you know, I like cheering against the Yankees. I think it's always fun to cheer against the Yankees, and it'll be fun. You know, I kind of hope the Mets get a little more hateable. Um, that'd be fun. Then, if not, there's always the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I and I hope the Brewers figure out how to way, uh, how to figure out a way to be a fun team because yeah, it, it'd be nice. Not it'd been be nice very to have fun this year. It'd be nice to have fun. I agree. Like, let's let's figure out a way for the Brewers to be fun. Make the Brewers fun again. They don't. They don't. They don't do fun. They don't. They like right. to win games three to three to two. Right. Make the Brewers fun again. I kind of like that. Like, if you win three nothing and Corbin Burns is just eating your lunch, that's fun. Would you agree? Well, that's fun. That's yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty decent. We're, we're yeah, having I mean, a good time. I would take that. We're having a good time. But you're but right. I, I had fun at, at the game we went to, where they yeah. were just, and it wasn't even like uh, organizational shift in philosophy, but it did seem like. For at least like an inning there, they were playing like correct baseball for once instead of waiting around for a home run. Yeah. 
we'll see, man. It should be it should be interesting. Uh, anything anything else for the people before we before we ride out of here? I guess you'd have the anniversary of the parade would be tomorrow. Yeah. So maybe we can reminisce about that. Well, I'm I, sure you'll see the you'll see the PJ Tucker champagne. Yeah. Uh, meme, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, One year ago yeah. today, PJ Tucker was was fucking soaked, <laughs> so drunk. At, <laughs> well, at the, the harp. I'm sure the harp will. Uh, the harp will have like social media oh, yeah. posts about it, like talk about a, a TikTok, cool. a TikTok, a TikTok slideshow. Yep. Uh, a to, uh, TikTok thing, everything like that. Like I said, like dog. It's so it's such a bummer that now like telling somebody a dog is now overused uh, to the level it is. And like you think it's bad now? Wait till we get to NFL. Like it's gonna be like you and I oh, yeah. should just do a weekly segment of like who is the top dog of the week. Like just who had really had that dog in them. Like that to me sounds like a great segment each week. Am just I check in on our dog mis- ratings? Yeah, we'll see. Am I mistaken in that the PJ Tucker he might have started the the dog thing yeah. the last in the last year? Hundred percent. He really when he's like, we got dogs, we got dogs. Like that's a yes, absolutely. And then everybody like I think like three or four weeks later, Jair Alexander was like, oh, we got some dogs on this defense. They gave up thirty four points um, to the Saints and James Winston. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, so well, there's that. That's, to, that's, for another, that's for another podcast, but uh, I mean, Packer defense, just you, you gotta, you gotta, they gotta play well, good defense every game this year. That's all I'm saying. They don't, but that I, I'll disagree with you, but at least in the beginning of the year, yeah, the expectations are sky high. Um, and you're facing a good Vikings offense. Everybody thinks the Vikings are going to be a Super Bowl team like every summer. We just we can't help ourselves. We have to talk about somebody other than the Packers. And it's right. usually the Vikings. And I saw today. And, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I saw today that the Lions are the most bet team in Vegas at over six wins. Yeah. Well, they, and I wouldn't that, be surprised. They're, they're real sexy. They're gonna well, then they have hard knocks. So you're yeah. gonna have them on hard knocks and they're gonna get even sexier. It's gonna be great. We're going to take the under. We're going to have a great time with it. And we're going to enjoy it because that you, a rule of all of this shit is you do not want to be on the sexy team. Yeah. Agreed. Bites you every time. One, oh, oh, God. One final thing for me is as I'm sitting here watching the replay, yeah. one thing people of the game six from, from the Bucks and Suns last year, uh, people do forget. How fucking awful the Bucks were in the second quarter of this game. <laughs> they were. We, we we were we went we were up by eight or ten after one, and we were down by like that much at halftime. I know it's thirty-one to thirteen in the second quarter. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, so. We're, that's we're, we're past that in the replay now, but I I just had to mention that at some point. Oh no, yeah, it was vibes were bad at halftime. We were all kind of like, all right, and I think you hear it in the review. Where I say like, all right, like the second half, the Bucks went the fuck off. Like that's a Vince Young line, uh, where Vince Young's like, yeah, the first half didn't go our way, but the second half went the fuck off. Or he's like, we got to go the fuck off to this team. That's was what that was in lure to a little behind the scenes. I think I sent that in a text to some friends where I'm like, all right, well we got to go the fuck off. And that's exactly what the Bucks did. So it's good times, man. Enjoy, enjoy it. Maybe have some champagne for Peach on Friday. It'd be awesome if PJ Tucker came to like seven twenty Friday night. Like just made a one night in Milwaukee. Like that would be awesome. Like that. Well, that I would think, be that'd be that'd be worth checking out. Oh, hundred percent. No, yeah, that's <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. We're going there. I think I would try to ask PJ if, if he feels like a mercenary yet. Or if he just he needs another team to feel that way, um, I'd probably get asked to leave. But that's fine. It's, it's worth it. Instagram, yeah, I mean, Instagram views are low. I I, I got to do fucking something. You gotta you gotta get a viral one going. Yeah, I know. 
it's we're you know it's gotta start gonna have to start selling my feet here soon but anyways um <laughs> all right that's a good time for us to depart uh you know it's as you get to that point and then it just it, it hits that level and then it's it's there so take care of yourself have a good rest of the week everybody i will be back with the daily tap tomorrow i have some christian i christian yelich hypotheticals for everybody um for friday so that'll be a tease oh boy i know get excited i, I knew you'd be <laughs> sour for a spot so i saved it for myself <laughs> <All right. laughs> have a good one guys bye see ya <laughs>